and welcome to another Bertie Paul podcast. I am delighted to be helped and to get his insightfulness is Martin Henry. How are you doing, Chief? Hi, Paul. I'm very, very well today. Extra positive for this evening's podcast on the back of a sensational weekend in Scottish football. You're, uh, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I yeah, I suppose the moments, those moments the weekend are dealt with in January and February, you know, when we're having arguments about European football, etc., etc. But once he keeps crunching those games down, that means that you get the opportunity to put the pressure on, you know, and that's exactly what we've seen at the weekend. It was just pressure, wasn't it? Only, only one team needed to to win that game at the weekend, um, you know. We, we could have come away with a draw and it's no bad thing. It would have been a bad thing for Rangers. We could have even lost. We're still, we would have still come away top of the league. It wouldn't have been great for momentum and confidence going into the, the next six games. But ultimately, the, the team that had to win uh, came away with hee-haw, uh, much to our delight. The, 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 it's, I suppose... When we're going to look at we're going to look at a few of the players. We'll look at the stuff that we're going to look at. But the fact of the matter is that football is a team game. And essentially, teams grow and they develop and they move along. It's not an individual sport. And why I'm saying that is, we can talk about Greg Taylor. You can talk about Starfelt. But actually, when the team continues to grow and it is developed, you get results like you did at the weekend because you you see the team working together to get something bigger than that there's some of the, you know what I mean some of their parts or the, the, the individuals themselves and, and, and the example of that was Jota didn't do that much really but he worked hard Maeda not really an attacking sense but he worked so hard do you, you, you get my drift you understand the, yeah the, I think uh, the team was set up with a way to play and you know absolutely did it I mean even Giamakis who is not um, the most mobile you know was regularly back defending uh, in his own box you know and he was towards the end of the game I mean he was clearly cramping but he'd covered so much ground and put in so much effort throughout the game you know it wasn't wasn't a surprise Um, you know and the same with Maeda it's just I know he's uh, not split the fan views. I think people are almost just like, what else? What else has he got? But he, in a game like the weekend, you kind of saw the the value of having someone who is so quick and covers so much ground and applies so much pressure. Um, as I say, in a game like the weekend, where you know you're away at Ibrox, so you know you're not going to have as much as the ball as you would normally have. But to have someone leading that press, you know, just unrelenting, uh, you know, is brilliant. Well, yeah, and the thing is that these these types of so the the word that word character, you know. So last year, I'm going to keep going back to last year because it's a total shift. So last year, the whole premise of Lennon was that he would be able to put that Celtic mentality, winning mentality into the players to get them over the line for this this 10 in a row. 
and what we've seen was we've seen we didn't see that translate to the pitch that well to win the desire to go that extra wee bit to get the cramps to get to, to, to empty the tank essentially we never really got that feeling whereas at the weekend there Angie like the story about like Angie talked to Patrick Roberts apparently in the summer and the, Roberts said to him he looked at him and said he's a good football player but he doesn't have the character and when you watch Ralston come on the pitch and you think we're okay Ralston's coming on the pitch whereas if Ralston had come on the pitch in a Lennon team you'd be like oh geez, oh we're shot here you get the difference mm-hmm. Whereas Ralston comes on, they switch the they switch the the right left back around, and then suddenly boom, we just play. And it, that 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 thing about character, it just is. I love it. I just can't. Yeah, I just love I think, it. I think the the players have followed the manager's instructions for for most of the season, and. I've, Absolutely bought into him. I know most of the fans bought into him pretty quickly. Um, just the way he carried and conducted himself, the fans, you know, generally said, "We're going to give this guy a bit of time and see what he can do." Because actually, I like what he's got to say. Um, you know, there were there were some shaky results at the start, been some poor results in Europe, but ultimately, it's the guy's first season, and it's clear to see the progress from September through to you know, the beginning of April now that the team has improved um, and, you know, believes in him, believes in the instructions and the tactics that he's setting out and uh, how we approach games. And I think, you know, a lot of it is, I think, down to his quality as a, as a leader and a figure on the side of the park and um, the, the fact that he makes everyone, you know, when they go out to play football, makes them feel brilliant when they walk onto the pitch. Um, I mean, at times on Saturday, I was just watching, it was mainly Rogic and McGregor. I didn't think Hitati was as good as he was the last time we played Rangers. But, I mean, Rogic and McGregor, the, the time and the ball they were taking and the wee passes they were finding, you know, when the game was being played at such a quick pace and, you know, the pressure from the opposing fans... You know, some of the stuff they were playing, their, their heads were so calm. I mean, it was no surprise when we scored that they were the guys involved because, you know, they have been so good for, for however long now. And then, you know, during that first half, granted we scored uh, after Rangers scored a, an early goal, but, you know, they really came into their own, I thought, in the first half and just played football and... Um, and it's the first time as well, you can really say for a long time. If you think Rangers pretty much played two hatchet men, two sitting midfielders. Yeah, we said that. We before, just played three didn't. footballers. Yeah. We just we just played three footballers and that's what they did in the first half was just played played, you know, great effective football when we had the ball. It's really funny but that this uh, this quick to judge world that we kinda of live in, I suppose, and everybody I suppose content and People have to make decisions, and you get your Chris Boyd and your McCoys and McWalker saying, but like Juranovic basically is having a bad game. And you're like, okay, it's the first six, seven minutes. Like these guys are professional football players with a bit of resolve about them. That doesn't mean that it's going to, you can't. And the t- same with Tom Rogic. Tom Rogic, he was 
he was out, he was finished at Celtic, and I mean, but he he scores that goal, but doesn't really celebrate because he knows there's still a, a job to do, and that's that's ice cold brilliance. You, you mm-hmm. get my drift. Whereas, yeah, but I think the manager's a bit like that though. He doesn't yeah. get ahead of himself, you know, during games. He's never, you know, I've said before, he's 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 very very calm and he's a, a good influence on the side of the pitch. So yeah. I think you know that kind of reaction from Rogic is probably you know a drip down effect from the top. But well, it's actually it's only one each. Let's not get carried away. Yeah, we're, we're winners. I go back to Roger's comments, wasn't it? That sort of we we are the we've been here before comments, and that's uh, ate a few people. Uh, Glackamacus comments as well. Apparently, Kent and Ryan Jack weren't happy with those comments. But the fact of the matter was that they they just know how to deliver. I mean, Gio gets that he gets the Celtic Rangers game, doesn't he? He gets it for all these. Yeah, no, he's, he's, he's pumped for it, but I think. Um that he's definitely been a player who got judged early. Um, yeah, quick to call, you know what I mean? It was a bad story for him, you know, quite pulling a calf in the warm-up of his first first game um, and then in and out the, the team and not, not getting a run at it. And then he missed a penalty as well, didn't he? Was it against Livingston? Yeah. Um and then had a period on the sidelines again. But since Christmas, you know, he's been he's been great. Oh, he's my um, favourite player. I mean, I, like I, I don't. I mean, I said I've said it months ago. I said he's my favourite player because that's how real strikers should play. That's what Celtic need. They need somebody to play. Like, like I just I I can't speak highly of him. I mean, it, it was easy for him just to do it. Hundreds of Celtic strikers, European Celtic strikers, have done just moped around, done nothing, hardly contributed, wet in the half. This guy has absolutely, well, nearly won as a league just by his attitude. I mean, he's it's it's leader. He's a leader on the pitch. He's just yeah. so good. I mean, we go back at defence and we we'll look at Callum McGregor. We've never had a, a strike list, not for a long, long time. Just that type of he's just I mean right, I mean it could be easy, Ryan Jack he's wee snidey snidey, you could have easily just kicked out or had a shot at him, I mean, but he just calmly he knew what he was doing, he knew what he was doing, why he was doing it. And uh I just I can't think I can't I mean if you look at you look at the Premier League and you see all these strikers and stuff like that, and they're all kind of sharp and they do this guy's different. He's different type of football player. You know, I mean, he really knows what he's got to do. He's really working hard. You know, and, and he just he's throwing his body in the line. He's just yeah. brilliant, and I love it. I love it. Yes, yeah, he he's a he's a good addition in the in the team at the moment. Just what we needed. Yeah, uh, just the view on like this sort of carte blanche review that Celtic didn't bring their best football and Celtic. They were sparkling in the three nothing game, but they didn't bring their best football again. But they found another way to win. And talking about the entertainment factor, as far as I'm concerned, the weekend is entertainment. That is real football entertainment when, when Glasgow Celtic go at them and just don't sit down, don't 
be affected by 50,000 people being for your blood, you know what I mean? They just, I, I think that is tremendous entertainment. Would you agree? Yeah, or is that, I mean, yeah, I mean the, going to Ibrox is a massive game. And, you know, I think there's a little bit of um, over-expectation of getting a result there because essentially when Rangers um, died and then re-registered as Sevco and worked up the leagues and stuff and came back and, you know, it was Mark Warburton and Brendan Rodgers. I mean, that Rangers team was rubbish. So you kind of went through a period of getting used to scudding them at Ibrox. Yeah. Um, it, was just a, it was just another game against Rangers where you're going to give them a doing. Whereas historically, it's not really been been the case. Yes, you might you might get the odd win here and there at Ibrox, but typically, you know, the, the team that's going to win the league will win uh, at home these matches and maybe get something away. So I, I, I never take those games as a given and I always pretty much just think if we can get a draw... I'll be happy with that and you know a win's just absolute bonus territory but the the game itself uh, yeah I think football is a sport and you know the game in, in January is gone uh, this was a different game yep. different pressures you know so Rangers were inevitably going to have more of the ball because they were the team that had to go out and win <laughs> you know it was, an, it was an absolute must win game for them Um it's not it's not mathematically over, but it's a lot harder now for them to win the league than it was uh, on Saturday night. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think from that point of view, yeah, they were always going to have the ball, but what needed to matter was that we could defend well, which we did, did all day. I mean, I can recall Joe Hart making one Salenko. one good save. Yeah. Um, that that's it. So from that point of view, I would say, yeah, our defenders got a workout, but. They were fine, absolutely dealt with everything that came their way. Mm. And I even just remember at points in the first half when we had the ball and we were knocking it around. We were knocking it around in Rangers half. Um, yeah. You know, sometimes, uh, you know, <laughs> my dad comes out with phrases at the football. It's like, play the game in their half, you know. They can't score if, if, if you're in their half kind of thing. But, you know, when we had the ball, that's what we were doing. We were passing it around in their half wasn't just a case of you know knocking it around at the back and hitting it long or something we were we were playing around them in the in their own half of the pitch um not always having attempts on goal or scoring obviously but um when when we did have possession um a, a bit if you had one of those heat maps our possession would generally have been in their half rather than in our our own half so no i, f- I found it entertaining um so it was a, a tough game um, so you know the, the, the fact that they had a lot of the ball um, isn't isn't a surprise um, but they did nothing to concern me I was heart was not in uh, you know mouth at any any time really I thought as much as they were getting some of the possession Forty I thought crosses. Had, yeah I just every time we had the ball I thought we looked really really comfortable yeah. uh, and were just better um, so yeah, it was it was good to see the defenders get a workout and stand up to it. But um, but that I mean, yeah. there's questions. There's always questions being asked, like Starfelt question, Carter Vickers question. But but ultimately, 
Rangers buy players and they just totally bum them up. And the Rangers players have performed in Europe, so you've got to look at it sensibly and say, okay, look, Rangers have played well in Europe, they've played well at Ibrox, they've lost goals, they seem to always score, but they're very reliant on McGregor making great saves, Morelos scoring goals. Really, that's the reliance in their midfield to be pretty dull and boring and just get them through the line. The fact is that when you're playing against Roof, he's got to play above his level of quality to get goals against Celtic. And he was just nowhere at it. We just didn't let him do anything. You know what I mean? It was actually embarrassing watching him sometimes. Without Morelos, they, they just struggle. But cross after cross after cross in the second half, it's, it's, it's okay to watch it. And you're watching it going, this is the most expensive cross the end game in the world. Because this is ridiculous. But then the question has to be asked, where's your manager? Like, where's the manager in this? Yeah. Like, Celtic are playing well and defending, like, defending. And the Rangers don't change, they just keep crossing. Golson ran up and crossed, like, the best cross. But you don't get, you don't get goals for crossing, you don't, the way Celtic were defending. Wait, where, where does the manager come in? Surely the manager needs to change something. It was, it was just weird. Like, yeah, I think, I think as well, on the kind of bumming up players, I think as fans we demand perfection now. So the, I think that the yardstick for, for there's always a couple of players that we're not happy with. Mm-hmm. Um, for no know, reason. So Greg, Greg Taylor got a pass at the weekend. It was almost like this. Oh, well done, Greg. It's like I'm sure that's not his first good game for us, but. Um, you know, there's kind of almost this element of surprise that Greg Taylor has a has a good game. He ha- he is inconsistent, um, but, but um, you know well, that he, wasn't his first game at the weekend. No, but here's the thing, right? So here's the here's the here is the the reality of we're in, right? We live, well, our team, our team that we love, it lives in Scotland, right? They are living beside England, who are farming football players. We live beside the biggest league in the world and they're farming football players, right? Now, we need to understand that we're not going to get the best football players in the world anymore. Or even close to it. We're not going to get a Mialbe or a, a Van Dyke anymore. Like we're going to get the products of guys that went round all the clubs and then came back and played for Celtic and he's still not signed for us. Or we're going to get a Jota that's kind of wandered out and we need to mould these characters. So when the passes are, are going a bit astray, we have to wake up and think, OK, we're not 100% technically, we're going to be amazing all the time, but what you have to do is you've got to win the game and you've got to show other characteristics that get you over the line. And that's what Celtic did in abundance. And that's what Greg Taylor does. Greg Taylor is the boy that goes to the mat. Like... You can you can be a you can be the best martial artist in the world, right? You can be the best judo player, the best karate guy in the world, technically. But there's situations in your competition career that people put you to this put you under pressure, and you can fold. Your mentality just doesn't allow you to play. Was Greg Taylor was put under pressure at the weekend, and he delivers. He over delivers. He plays exactly what he's supposed to do. He's just when I mean, he's dead on his feet. He goes, he goes that extra round for us. And that's what you want as a Celtic team. Well, that's what I want. I want to see that. At this stage of the season, for definite. You know? 
No, absolutely. Um, I think I think on the player side, I still think we can unearth some gems, whether they stay with us their career or not. Um, yeah, it's it's going to be hard to to stop people going south of the border for increased wages. But even I don't know the likes of Kyogo coming. Um, you know that's that's so good for us having a player who is who is of a, a more elite level coming in. Um, so I, I think that that it is hard. I get what you're saying, especially when you're maybe going for the Matt O'Reillys of this world, and they've maybe got a you know bottom half Premiership club or or us. Realistically, most people are going to take the money in the bottom half of the Premiership or top top of the Championship, aren't they? Um, it's going to be um, players who maybe have a, a bit more of a, a broader view of, of, of their football and the opportunities that playing for Celtic can bring. And I think again as well, speaking with the, the manager and you know having having a conversation with someone who makes you feel warm and fuzzy inside yeah. uh, hey. is going to be a big, a big factor as well. Angie um, makes us all feel warm and fuzzy inside, doesn't he? Yeah, you know, so I think I think that helps as well. So I think that you know there'll be a few a few factors at play, but I wouldn't I wouldn't write us off not getting any. No, good, but good but, but what, yeah, but no, yeah. I, I get the Jota piece and I get that, but ultimately, wait, okay, so you play for Barcelona, Real Madrid, you play for Chelsea, right? So they're the top teams in the world, Man City, Liverpool, Man City, the weekend they just do their thing and get the games won. There's only so many elite players in the world that get to play in these sort of high-pressure situations. Mm. Now, Carter Vickers might go back and play for, I don't know, Burnley or whatever, or play whatever. But that goal he scores in the 44th minute is probably the highest-pressure situation he's been in his life. And you've got to, you've got to recognise that. I mean, he might never get to that level of that... Uh, Exhilaration of scoring the goal, the calmness to put the ball away. I mean, there's not that many football players in the world. They just a lot of them just go through the you go through the seasons and don't get to playing cups. And but that was real pressure. So you can see why there's missed passes. But ultimately, that's why, and I, I believe firmly that season why Rangers just will. And I think that's a lot that Rangers was okay last season. There was nobody around to watch them. Man, his dog. But the minute these real high pressure situations come along they just disappear off the planet although they did try hard but they're just not good enough you know well so I mean the last however so what was it they were in the second coming 2016 they've been in the the league since then um, and you know won at once you know so total domination um, for four out of five seasons bearing in mind um, four of those five seasons were were all trebles as well yeah I know uh, and it, I mean geez, I mean nobody's saying the treble word but and I'm not even talking about the league I'm just sitting here thinking like <laughs> Charlie Nicholas just get over the next game just keep going because I, I don't uh, helicopter Sunday and all that stuff I've I'm too long in the tooth for this nonsense. You win one game and then they set again. I mean, Kyogo might be back. Turnbull was back. That's great stuff. I mean, those those guys went to war for us at the weekend. So, I mean, if Taylor doesn't kick another ball for us this season, I mean, he was just tremendous. Starfelt, 
was Browick Maeda. Jeez, I mean Maeda must have run about twenty k in that game. I mean he's not he was he was he was filling in for defenders and all that. Like exceptional right, commitment. But you're so I mean look, it's just it, I suppose on the flip side of it is we now are looking at we're looking at a change like so the step change would be was Brendan Rodgers come in but what we've seen I don't think a Rodgers team would have gave us that maybe they would have I don't think so I don't think that's right I don't think Rodgers teams are they play football to get out of situations whereas we're watching Apostle who which we thought we knew how he managed teams it was all gone ho but that, that wasn't what Celtic did at the weekend Celtic won I think Apostle says they're men. We need men and characters, and I know that. I know that's a kind of old-fashioned terminology, but certainly, Starfelt and Carter Vickers, and McGregor, and Lacamakis, and were just—it was just like they were leaders on that pitch, real men that won the game, but not through fantastic football. I mean, there was—I bet I should have scored a couple of just no, sorry, uh, at the end. Abad has just got a couple at the end but the fact of the matter is they really did stick up it was a Martin O'Neill type performance that's the only way yeah. I can look at it yeah but without Martin O'Neill type players yeah and that's the point yeah that is the point and, and I suppose that's why I'm just so proud of Celtic this weekend I just was so proud of it because like Ryan Jack was Ryan Jack's the dying embers of his career Giving it all the hard man stuff and trying to bullies and all that stuff and it's just rubbish, isn't it? <laughs> it's <Yeah>. just rubbish. <laughs> He's so overweight. Bolt, mate, you're just an absolute <laughs> clogger. Do you know what I mean? You're, he's like a crap Neil Lennon. But that's the point. The point is that these all Rangers players start. They start to do that. That's what Ian Ferguson's. They're all kind of good football players when they get there. Then they just turn into absolute maniacs. The best one is uh, Lee. Remember Lee? What's his face? Lee. I can't remember Lee. What's he? Ah, you know what he's. He was up front and then he signed for Rangers in their, their new form. And he just spent his whole time clogging people and elbowing people. And you're like, like the hard man stuff just doesn't work anymore. It's apps. Arfield looks as if he's just out there on holiday, doesn't he? He just looks as if he's out there for a laugh. Yeah, he's not been playing. Davis, but I mean, Davis looks I older I, than me. I heard. Yeah. The so I think like last this time last year, Kamara, Davies and uh, Arfield were all playing quite regularly, and now they're not getting a game. Um, since the turn of the year as well, I think Rangers have dropped, or oh. sorry, they've only won fifty percent of yeah. the points available, um, and. The swing since Giovanni Van Bronckhurst came in is now twelve points, yeah, um, which is quite which is quite a big swing. Um, you know, in, in terms of a, a, a handle point in the season, it was a nice point to hand over. It was a nice cushion, going along well in Europe. You know, it wasn't it wasn't the the hospital pass like Postecoglou uh, picked up in in July yeah. last year. Um, so I think there, there must be a, a a few question marks over Van Bronckhurst. Um, there definitely seemed at the time 
um, a few opinions that he would be a, an upgrade on Gerard because he, he did have previous managerial experience. He had had success in the Dutch league. Um, but there will be a bit of pressure on him. Europe's obviously been been exceptional for him. Um, but aye, I mean, long, long may the problems continue. <laughs> but here's the thing. Here, here's one of the... the you know, that's a wee things that I pick up. So halfway in the second half, Ryan Jack ran down the sideline side and he done his wee sort of side back heel where he sort of shimmied in. And he comes inside and then it just turns out to nothing. So so for instance, the example would be like Loudrop, I think, done it credit to Tommy Boyd and then Rangers score or something like that. I mean like the end product was there. Whereas Kent does his wee flick. And I'm I mean, really, it, would love, it would look lovely in his highlight package, his YouTube, and maybe the, the lead scouts are watching that going, wow, that's amazing. But then you go back and you remember Roy Mackay talking to him in training saying, stop that, stop that flex. I just want you, you know what I mean? So if you're Roy Mackay sitting in the touchline, you're watching 60 minutes in, and you're watching your create the creative player, which he's supposed to be, do a flick for the cameras, and then nothing much else. Van Bronckhurst and Gio, uh, Roy McKay have got their own players for them to be listening. Like he, that shows you he's not listening. When that yeah. wee flick inside, and it looks lovely, but there's nothing there. He should people like Ken and Rebo should be getting that ball at Ibrox and and trying to ping me passes through the, the gaps to Roof. But they just spent the whole time crossing the ball, and it was absolutely dismal from them. Dismal. But I mean. If I was a Rangers fan, which I thank the Lord and my parents, I'm not. Because uh, who would want that for their life? Um, I would be very... The player I would probably be most disappointed in this season is Ryan Kent. Because I think last season he he did have some good games and he scored goals and you know did a bit of assisting. And I think this year he's... He's done bugger all. Um, you know, for someone that was the big money signing yeah. uh, for them. On tech. Yeah. Yeah. But, but here's the thing, but Ryan Jack and Tavernier two years ago told everybody they'd rather play in Europe because there's not as much pressure. And they win the league with nobody around to watch them. Lee Lennon just absolutely, every time Angie just speaks or Celtic play, Lennon just becomes more embarrassing by the day. And the point would be then that when there is the pressure and it is, it's all these guys just drift away, you know, just literally don't turn up. Well, do turn up. They do a bit of football, but it's not enough for Rangers to to beat us. And this is a Celtic team that was supposed to have a bad defence and a bad. They were supposed to be weak. That's what they were said about them, but they're they're definitely not. I mean, the other thing is as well is like this McGregor loving. I don't understand it. Like McGregor's a good goalkeeper, I get it, but like McGregor's the best goalkeeper we've ever had. This won't harm his his ledger status and all that. You're like, but McGregor's a good goalkeeper, but I they, they see him in this different void. Like he's a total liability. I yeah, mean, I think the the first goal, the Rogic goal, uh, the shot that Tati hits. I don't know if he thought it was going to come at him a lot quicker and his body position's not quite right and that's why he has to try and knock it to the side. But, I mean, there was nothing on that shot. He could no. have walked across and stopped it with his 
foot and done keepy uppies. So I don't know why he's uh, parried it the way he has. Um, obviously, it was fortuitous for us, but. Uh, oh. It's just a bit of activity, is it not? Is it just not Celtic being a bit more direct? It's like the second goal as well. It's Celtic. Lundstrom was a reading and Rangers fans are saying it wasn't a free kick. Like Lundstrom just batters the guy. And the minute he does that, the minute we get that free kick, McGregor's not coming out of his box, so you can sling a big high ball in. McGregor just stands there. Starfelt again, Brown in the box. I mean, how many assists has he had this year from that? And your goalkeeper, just like Hart, stuck in the line. It's just bizarre to watch. And the thing is, they're like, oh, he's got to go now. But, like, how do you replace somebody like McGregor? McGregor had still two or three good saves in that game against us. Yeah. One-on-one. And, like, that's that's big pennies to spend to, to change that for them, you know? And they don't have the pennies because we've got the Champions League cash. <laughs> like, yeah, potentially, yeah. That would uh, be a big blow. Um, so yeah, but I mean, I think if if we were lucky enough to to get in the Champions League on the back of a successful league campaign, if if we can if we can close it out, there's six games left. Yeah. Um, if we can get probably what three to four victories, depending on them not dropping any more points. Yeah. Uh, and that would be it done. If we can do that and then the stars align and we get straight into the Champions League, it's no more than we deserve for being champions mm-hmm. 10 out of the last 11 seasons. Um, well, they did you know, give us the points to get there. Rangers did help us no, with that. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. You gave us it's, it's, called, it's, a, it's called the Champions League, so yes. there's no... There's no Rangers helped us. We're the champions of Scotland, and we're going well, into the, about, the Champions well, elect. League of Europe. But here's the thing: that's, like that's the way it should be. But here's the thing: but Geo from Broadcast is kind of stuck in the. He's stuck in this uh, mad predicament. They've still got European games. They've got Braga. They've still got Scottish Cup. So for him to, he doesn't seem to have any players to re- rejuvenate or like. He's sort of stuck with all these dead weights. Like sometimes, you know, you, you sort of say the league's over, or whatever. Obviously, it's not. But then you you be able to maybe blend in like that hint that their their goalkeeper they've got. But he's sort of stuck in this mad predicament that he needs to play these players. So, you know, maybe they will do better in Europe, and maybe they will. You know what I mean? But it's not going to help them for next year. Like this is. This is Celtic. I've got hopefully Angie in for the foreseeable. Plus, we've got all these players in long term deals. Carter Vickers, you know, the Jota's probably not going to sign, but Carter Vickers, if he signs in, that's pretty good. And uh, yeah, it's just, it's, just, it's just mental. It's just mental how the Rangers have been running on pure steam for the last couple and still in that European stuff. But actually, they could take a few beatings by the end because there's no. I can't see Celtic being beat by them at all. I just can't. I think we've got them. We've got them now. You know that way? Yeah, I mean... I think... I'm not even thinking about the next Rangers game. I'm just thinking about St Johnston, Saturday, knock yeah. another one over, and you go, you know, five games to go with six-point six gap. 
that is a, awesome. a brilliant position to be in at this time. Yeah, you know, brilliant. you can almost start to see the ribbons getting unpacked at that point, <laughs> but also know that that box can be shut again. You know, so I think that that's where the focus needs to be on. Yeah. Um, no, no, I get you. I get you. I do. I, I get I you. Get, it's almost this way, like even, you know, if you go on Twitter today still, it's basically just still all like clips of Celtic fans like celebrating <laughs> and stuff, and just like rubbing it in. Um, and you, obviously that's not the case at Lennox Town. The guys, I'm sure, are getting on with it and yeah. focused. But kind of just want the next game to come now. Um, it's almost a bit of a distraction that we play Rangers again so soon in the cup. Yeah, I know. Because uh, of the sideshow that comes with it. Um, get the get the St. Johnston game done. The Scottish Cup, as much as I would love to, to, to keep my foot on their throat, if we're to lose a game between now and the end of the season, yeah, that, that's, that's the one. one I'll, yeah. I'll give away. It's still going to be a league, potentially yeah, a, a league and cup double. It's not. It's not the end of the world. The league has been the, the be all and end all. I think to to get that back. So can, can you can you allow me? I know you're not. You're, you're very pragmatic, but to, to allow me to dream, then it's like, well, if we were to get into the the group stage of the Champions League. That means we've got a longer summer with a, a management team that are settled in. They'll know their targets, what to get. So if Celtic could replicate that type of performance, that grit and determination against the performance we played, the insipid performance we knocked out of Europe, if they could get that type of performance for a couple of games in Champions League, then... Plus an extra summer, an extra what six, seven weeks to train. Maybe, maybe we could maybe not get scudded in the Champions League, but maybe just have something. I mean, all those silly games that we play. I mean, this is this is this is a great chance for us to maybe just bed in, you know. It would be absolutely amazing to be in the main draw of that competition again. Um, it's actually we've got to win the next six games to do it um, but, but like no games no games in July a longer pre-season I mean it from is. a very selfish point of view the summer is long and hard without football so when these uh, little diddy rounds come up well. I'm absolutely loving it just <laughs> pitching up in my shorts and t-shirt but uh, yeah if, if that was <laughs> Sacrifice I mean, for for a Champions League night. I'll I'll take it rather than seeing us lose to like FC oh, Cluj or something. Yeah, but that's the thing. But like, we don't need to like that. That creates expectation. It creates storylines. It creates maybe opportunities in the tranny market that you might not get. But plus, plus the cockle seems to know what he's doing as a manager. So, geez. You think about that sort of relief. Plus, they'll be they'll be mucking around doing all their, their, their daddy games all over the place. It's just it's just it's actually something you never thought you'd see if it comes out that way, like a longer summer for Celtic to bed in. Yeah, well, I mean you're starting to you're daring to dream a bit now. The, but it's, yeah, but, the, but the hope is, is high versus you know where we were September, even December when we drew with Saint Mirren. And the, the number of injuries we had, it was looking, yeah, it was looking a very, very tough ask. 
Um, but you know, since since we've come back after the the break, it's just been it's been what it's just been wins, hasn't it? Wins Apart from win, win, win. away. But it's just that it's that feeling of a change. Not I mean like that. I know I'm looking at the future, but wow, that's we've Celtic have never had. We used to have to play eight games at least in like May to get to any European football. That's only the first time since I don't know. Martin O'Neill, Gordon Strachan, we didn't have to do it. It's just a mad thing. I mean, because there's always that sense of being totally unfair and unjust that we've got to play these stupid games and we always make a mess of it. So, anyway, look, if it works, if it happens, it just we keep dare to dream, but let's just enjoy the weekend of greatness. So, uh, yeah. I will be over in two weeks' time, man. We have to get, oh, we have to, get to meet each other. No, I know. I, know, I have to get someone organised. I can't wait. It's a shame there's not a league match or anything, isn't it? It's a Scottish Cup game. It's a Scottish sure. Cup, yeah. You know, Mikey for that. Mikey Dow seemed to enjoy the, the last game and uh, yeah. It's just it's just great. It's just I just can't like all the stuff, all the fallout and all that sort of carry on. But actually I just I was so I was so proud of the Celtic players that we can like, even beat on doing his wee stuff and the taking yellows and that's the way I want Celtic to play, just on the edge, you know? Mm. Like, everybody was taking a yellow, man. Like, it was one of those games well, you ever I think played at foot. that point, it was like, it was, there was not enough of the game left to worry about picking up another one. It was just but, like... But you ever played in a game of football where, it, like, people are all getting it, like, somebody's kicking somebody and then somebody else kicks something and you're like, well, I need to kick something. You know what I mean? You've got, you've got... I love all that stuff, you know what I mean? That, I just want to put something. I don't know. Special mention for Anthony Ralston uh, for putting uh, Ryan Kent in the govern stand. <laughs> I love that one. I just think that's magic. Can yeah, I get a kiss? Oh. Yeah. Well, Smart pal. there we go. So there we go. That's a really lovely podcast. Nice to speak to you again, Hindo. The boys are everybody's kind of about all over the place, so maybe we'll get some more people in. Maybe we'll do one in Scotland, actually, maybe that weekend. I'll bring some, I'm taking the car over so we could do some more. And mm-hmm. uh, Annie Clary, Annie COVID, so she's back, I think, back. So, and a couple of uh, mad weeks I've had, so I apologise if it wasn't on last week, but we'll, we'll keep going, we'll keep going, keep persisting, and just it's just great. I just delighted, I'm delighted that Celtic were able to show that type of spirit, fight, the d- defence of mindedness, stubbornness to beat. Re- re- Rangers at Ibrox oh, I just you can't I could I could drink that drink from that chalice from that loving cup every single day of my life <laughs> yeah, no it's, it's just it's so good it's just uh, I was actually in my office on Monday um, and just to to kind of hear the Rangers fans donking amongst themselves <laughs> it was just absolutely beautiful and never more have you just wanted to turn around and just be like get it up you <laughs> Yeah, heart, heart in hand. Put his pre, his post, his post match review. And I think there was like fifty pers- people had listened to it, and I was the fiftieth one. I was on him straight away. I was like, loving it. I just can't. Like, ah, it's just great. It's great. Anyway, you enjoy your week then, and I'll speak to you next week before the or after the St. Johnson game. Fingers crossed. As what did you say? <laughs> Fingers crossed for not like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's your fault, Paul, for dreaming. 
What's it all about? You and your dreams. Well, I'm really sorry. I didn't mean to dream. <laughs> Stay in the box. I know. Stay grounded. Stay humble. No, I don't. I don't do that. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you, Mr. Henry. And uh, we'll see you all next week. Take care. Bye. Night-night. Bye. Bye. My noobs. <laughs>